I'm Julie. Welcome to Mom Made Plans Podcast. This is where we use self-awareness to create practical systems to be more intentional and productive with our time. And we stay humble by remembering God is in control. And today I have a super helpful, practical episode for you that will help you deal with the chaos of toys. How many times a day are you picking up toys? Picking up the same toy, for that matter. Going into your kid's room, and no matter what, it is just exploding with toys. Like, you never get very long at all before it's just an explosion, no matter what you do. Toys everywhere. All right, we're dealing with it. No more. (laughs) So, we're going to go through really practical tips and steps and resources to go through the toys and contain it and figure out how to organize it in a way that's going to work and will help you have less wasted time picking up toys constantly. So let's get to it. Okay, we're talking about toys today and probably one of the bigger sources of stress and things that consume your time is just picking up toys. Like I feel like, especially when our kids are really young, I mean, even my kids are eight and I'm still like picking up after them and getting them to pick up their stuff. And so it's just so much of our time is wasted picking up toys. So we're going to talk about it today. What do we do to make this better? And it doesn't really take much to kind of picture your living room with toys all over the floor and it gets in the couch cushions and they're just kind of everywhere. You walk in your kid's room and there's just kind of toys all over the floor and they get picked up by just like throwing everything in bins. They're all mixed together and stuff's sort of spilling over and you're shoving things in places and it's just a mess. Like, does this sound familiar? (laughs) Even despite your best efforts, like it ends up just being an explosion of toys everywhere and you'll try and organize it, but they don't end up going back where they belong and that stresses you out. And it's, it's, it's a whole thing. So (laughs) I'm going to take you step-by-step how to deal with this and hopefully reduce the stress of toys and how much time you spend dealing with them. So before we talk about how to organize them, you can't organize anything until you declutter first. And I know you're like, my kids won't get rid of anything. They love everything. I try and sneak things out when they're not there. They just don't let me get rid of anything. Okay, well, let's take a breath. This is going to be age specific a little bit as well. But in general, they can be helpful to do this decluttering process with them. Because I have to give credit, we're hearing this idea, I think it came from Ali Casaza and kind of putting yourselves in, in their shoes. And if they come home and stuff's constantly missing, like you're taking away stuff, they're not going to trust you or the room that you're not going to take their things. And so we don't really want to, a lot of times you're like, ah, they never even notice. But it's just one of those things where, I don't know, just kind of You have to use discretion here of when that's appropriate and when not to just default to that style because eventually they are going to notice more. Um, So I recommend giving it a shot, doing it with them. And it's going to take some time. In different seasons, they're going to be more willing to let go of things than others. 
And you might be surprised of what they're willing to let go of. Like, I've definitely done this. And they're ready to let go of stuff that I thought for sure was staying. Like, a couple of things I even had to be like, well, are you sure? <laughs> but it's very surprising. You're like, okay, you want to get, you're done with that? Awesome. Let's move it on. So there's more to this. And I'm going to link uh, episode 57 goes into detail of decluttering your kid's room. Uh, so you can go back and listen to that for more like deep dive into this decluttering process. But I do really um, encourage you to do that because there's really no point in organize everything when it's too much to begin with. So I can, I mean, I can pretty confidently say most of you listening to this are in a situation where you have too many toys and some can go and it will be okay. (laughs) All right. So decluttering and part of this is kind of through that decluttering process too, but the idea of categorizing you know, I love categories, but it makes it easy to know where to put things back. Like if you want to deal with toys and the mess and clutter of toys, part of the issue is getting them put back away where they belong. So if there's a category, like areas of where it goes, like categories of toys, it makes it easier for them to put things away. Like categories are one of the earliest things that they learn of Um, grouping by color and shape and things like that. Like this is a fundamental thing you can do from a very early age with your kids to just group things like these are Barbies, these are blocks, (laughs) these are stuffed animals, whatever. It's just that whole category thing. That's an easy way for our brains to quickly make a decision. So instead of like walking in the room being like, well, I don't know where this goes. Well, it's a truck, so it goes in the vehicle bin, in the car bin. Just make it really simple and not complex. Like, well, if it's this kind of toy, it may go here, or it's just like a complete free-for-all, and wherever you find a space, it's not ideal either. So we're going to start this whole process by categorizing or sorting. You're going to sort all like items before you do any organizing, any of that, you declutter, and then we're going to sort. And the added part of this is beneficial for the decluttering process because by sorting all like items, you're going to see and your kids are going to see exactly how many Barbies they really do have, exactly how many toy cars they really do have and stuffed animals. When you get them all in one place in one pile, it's a little more eye-opening of, okay, actually there's a lot of this and we don't need that many. So that's one helpful start for organizing is doing that process is a good point to declutter and get rid of some things and get rid of broken things and all that. And my one tip is to always start with allowing them to pick their like top two to three favorite toys, the ones they really love. So you're like, here's a pile of all the Barbies. What are your like two or three favorite ones that you always love to play with? What are your two or three favorite dinosaurs you always play with? You always start with what they love, not start with like what you're going to take away from them, like that mindset. You know, does that make sense? You kind of set it up in a good, a good feeling first of like, this is about keeping important things, not just getting rid of things. So that perspective, and it may be a little hard to grasp on, on deeper level of some of that, but I feel like it's a good thing to implement of just that whole idea 
And even for yourself, little, little side tip, we're talking about toys, but this can apply to your stuff too. If you struggle with decluttering, you may just need to shift to, instead of just being like, uh, what do I have to let go of? Like, I don't want to let go of things. First, think about what, what you love, what you spend the most time using or looking at. Think about what you're keeping and then move to the other side. But you start with what you're keeping first. And that's just a helpful little side note hack for you. Okay. So in this sorting categorizing process, we want to do that, but not too much, like not too intense of like really niche categories. Like you can just do vehicles of all kinds, like cars of all kinds. Like I know I had done a bin of my son has like, um, first responder type category things of police cars and fire engine and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I'll put all those together in one bin and then all the other cars and types in another bin. That was, that was pointless. That wasn't needed. He's not thinking about things that way. A car is a car. (laughs) So you can catch yourself like going a little too far with the sorting and the categorizing sometimes. So remember to like step back and keep it really broad. So like, all the dolls. We don't need to sort out certain types of dolls, like split them up. Just a doll's a doll. So little side note there of don't go too far with it. (laughs) And you may have to play with this. Like I said, I started out sorting that way and then realized, you know what, that was just me going a little too far. That serves no purpose because then I get frustrated because the things aren't in the right bin. Like it's not done exactly the way you planned it. And so then you get mad and frustrated. Who cares if it's in a bin? Who cares if it's picked up? Who cares? (laughs) So just relax. And part of this is very much like you kind of have to live with it a little bit. So live with it a little bit in these categories and see if anything isn't quite lining up and you need to adjust something and change it up. It's fine. Whatever is going to work well, like don't force a category if the kid just doesn't, like if their brain isn't looking at it that way, like just roll with whatever they're doing. Don't force it if it's not happening. It's not worth the stress. Okay. So once you've decluttered and sorted, it's time to organize. So again, this won't be once and done forever. You may need to switch things up, especially as they age and different things. A couple notes. I'm just going to kind of run through some ideas of um, ways, practical ways to organize different things. And my overall theory, (laughs) my overall thing that I really want you to walk away from this episode when it comes to organizing toys, like this is the one thing, like, are you ready? Are you paying attention? If you're distracted, like come back to me. So it's all about the bins. It's all about the choice of bins. And no, I don't mean like pretty fancy matching bins. I'm talking about the size and the shape of the bin. Everything is designed against us here. Like all of those, like we have um, those cube style shelving units where it's just all the cubes, the squares, shapes, and they make those deep square bins that fit in the cubby holes to put all the toys in. Man, we need to go back to like the organizing people to be like, whoa, who designed this? Bad call. (laughs) You're setting us up for failure here. What you need 
is a shallow bin, not these deep, big, huge bins. And even if it's a small bin, if it's really deep, it's not helping you. Let me, let me explain. If it's a shallow bin, only a few inches, they can see what's in there, grab what they want without dumping the whole thing on the floor. Because you know, those big bins, what are they going to do? They might be searching through, tossing things out as they're looking, or just say, forget it, dump the whole thing out and find what they want, or not even find what they want, move on to the next bin, dump that out as well, and then you're left with a massive mess because they're just dumping all these toys out. And obviously like a really, really tiny kid is not gonna, that's just, you know, they like to dump things out. So, but again, the smaller narrow bin, there's less less stuff to dump. (laughs) You figure out the dumping bins. But this seriously though, you guys, is a game changing thing. If you just have the right size bin that's not too deep, they can see what's in there you're going to eliminate a lot of extra mess that you're constantly having to pick up because they can see what's in there and grab what they want. This is huge. So I know like, I don't know if you, it, bins can be a lot. Definitely go to the dollar store, certain ones. So if you go to one and they don't have what you need, go to a different one because certain stores tend to have more than others. And some have really great cheap options for the bins. So go check out the dollar store, look around your house, whatever bins you have, like get shallow bins to help you with this. And I will say like, even those shoebox size bins are probably good, but I found the one like putting lids on is really a futile effort for the most part. They don't end up going back on and then you just have random lids getting knocked off and around. So I don't know. There's something about me. I was like, oh, I want, I want some things like with a lid on it. And then like dust isn't getting there or they stay cleaner. I don't know. I had this thing where I was like, oh, lid would be nice. Nope. Nope. Not practical. Forget the lid. (laughs) So there's your side tip. Forget the lids. Just shallow bins is all you need. Okay. So that's the main thing here. And then with the bins, like you can do clear or whatever you want to do. Um, if your kids are younger, it may be especially helpful to have like a picture identifier or a word or both that goes on the bins so they know um, what goes where. So they can easily like look and find the car picture and know to go put their cars there. So it's a great a learning tool as well, um, but that makes it easier. And then let me just shoot off a few um, just practical things like that of how you can organize certain things. So for papers, like craft papers or like coloring pages or even coloring books or whatever, using one of those like magazine rack or like file folder rack things for papers is nice because when it's stacked, they tend to just like dig through and pull the paper out because they don't want the top color. They want whatever other color is down in there or the top page isn't good enough. They want to reach in there and it's just asking for a mess all the time and they're getting crinkled and then they don't want the piece of paper that has a crease in it. Like, you know, let's, let's avoid some of the extra drama and problem and mess by just figuring out the right containers for the items. So as you're going along, if you find there's always an issue or you're stressing out whatever container you've chosen isn't working, try a different container instead of forcing things to work. 
Okay. And then on the same line, I've realized like bookshelves just aren't, they're not helpful for kids. Like they just don't, the, the way of putting the books on the shelf, they just don't seem to grasp. Like in those same cubby square shelves we were talking about, I have those in my kids' rooms and I would have one of those with like books in it. But no matter what, the books are just disheveled and it's never like a nice, pretty bookshelf with the books lined up. That just doesn't happen. So you know what? Like throwing that out the window, forget the bookshelf from books. Instead, I like to use, um, this is where you can use your deeper bin. So if you have those deep bins that I told you not to use for toys, I have a purpose for those. <laughs> you can use those for books. Those work really well for books to set them upright in there. Not Don't like stack them all down in there, but you set them upright so you can just kind of like bow through them. It's a lot easier to keep them contained and organized without being all over the place that it seems to be easier to put away than on a bookshelf. So that's my personal tip for dealing with the books. And then for games, I'm a big fan of four card games. I had gotten, I think on Amazon, it's technically, I think a photo like card case. It's this big clear case that you open up and inside is all these individual, probably like maybe not even three by five, but little, um, very narrow, clear containers inside. And so all the card games, like get rid of the boxes get destroyed, you know, that the cards come in and can't ever get them in. It's a whole deal. So use these, get rid of all those boxes. You can put the instruction thing in there and all the card games go in each one of these. And I did a label with the card game. This is a little more of the nerding out clear container label vibe, like that you can go (laughs) that path you go down. Um, I went there for this, but I do think it's worth it. So you don't have to do all the things, but I, I have found that's really helpful for the card games and it's easy for them to look through and pick the one they want and it stays organized. Um, and then like for maybe a little bit larger games, they have those zipper pouch pencil case type of things. Those can be really nice. For if like the cards are bigger, it has a little, it maybe doesn't have the actual like big um, board game thing, but whatever the game is has some components that don't fit. So using those, like having a bin with just the, all the pencil cases full of games that you can see in and know what they are. And then larger games. So you can just have a few boxes. I just saw on Pinterest, you know, the closet hanging um, like cubby shelves, like for clothes or shoes or whatever. It's just that tall vertical thing with a few shelves in it. I saw board games displayed in one of those, which I thought was kind of cool. But overall, you'll have less of those. You can organize other things and just keep it from losing pieces and the containers falling apart, you know. So that is another helpful thing for that. Another cool thing I saw yet again on Pinterest um, is a spice rack container, like the circle, the cylinder, (laughs) talk about shapes. I'm just going to name them all. Um, that spins around and it's got all the metal rings basically that the spices go in at an angle. Well, I saw Play-Doh stored in that and I was like, well, that's genius. And it looks fun to look at. So yeah, there's another fancy idea. And I'm always a big proponent of looking at things from a different light, not using it for its intended purpose. So that was extra exciting for me. I was like, oh, that works way better for a Play-Doh holder than spices. So 
you never know. Look around your kitchen. <laughs> Containers you're not using may find new life. Like that whole bin of Tupperware that doesn't have a matching lid and all of that. And you need to declutter your Tupperware. Well, some of those may find a home in the toy room. Make it work. <laughs> and that's that's one of my big things too I want to share is make sure whatever you're choosing to organize these things functions and not just that it looks cool. Like, you know, you can go on Pinterest and see these elaborate things of like, I don't know, all these like Lego little cubbies with like a individual Lego person in each hole or like these complex things that look kind of cool and impressive as like a display. But it, it is not functional. Like no kid is going to do that to put them away. <laughs> so just make sure whatever you're choosing is actually functional for you and your kids and not just like, oh, that looks really cool. I want to do that. Make sure you like pause your excitement (laughs) and ensure that it's really going to work. So that was a whole bunch (laughs) there. I just offloaded on you of tips for different things of how to do it. But just remember that key takeaway of the shallow bin, like it really does make a big difference in your organizing and Make sure things are in reach for what they want, things they don't use as much you can put higher up or just kind of being intentional with how you lay things out in the room is important. And speaking of that, like empty space is good. <laughs> like it's okay not to fill up the whole place, like give them room to play, like have a little table that's for their Legos and maybe it's stored there or a rug next to the cars for them to play on. If you've got crafty kids, go ahead and put a table in there for and a little chair for them. My daughter's older, so I have a full-blown size table. We just redid her room, and I'm like, well, you mainly do crafty type things. We're going to just make this your bedroom like a craft room, too. So she's got the full-size table in there and a repurposed like bookshelf thing with all of the craft supplies on it and some extra things on the table and we're going with it. So she has plenty of space and can easily access. And the key here is like for them to easily see what they want and to make it easy to put away. Like if it's difficult to put away, if there's multiple steps and that's kind of where the lids come in, like any other components, it's getting thrown on the floor or thrown in whatever first bin they see. Like we're going to go with whatever's easiest. So just make sure whatever systems you set up for organization It's very easy. They can see it, put it away, pull out what they want, put it right back. Like make it as easy as possible. That's where those categories help as well. And one other extra kind of bonus thing here in dealing with all the toys and all this, the purpose of all this is that they can find what they want, play with it and put it away. And that there's ideally less mess overall. Not that it's not going to get messy. This is real world here but that it's faster and easier to put away and that they can build those habits of putting it away easier. And that like your floors and everything don't just pile up because they never want to put anything away because they don't know where it goes or it's too hard or whatever. So one other thing, probably especially when they're younger, like in your living room, have an empty large basket bin in there, wherever, because kids don't just play in their room. They bring those toys in every room of the house. So in those main living areas, have that bin where they can toss the toys when they're done playing with something to toss in or as you're playing, walking through the room, just chuck it in that basket 
so that it's not continuing to pile up on the floor and all the surfaces and raise your anxiety level and overwhelm as you see just more and more and it's harder and harder to walk across the living room because all the toys piling up and not wanting to step on anything. So just having that there is just an easy way to like have it contained, get it off the floor, and then it's easy enough to grab that basket, take it to the room, and put things away together where it belongs. It's just a system that is going to help you just stay on top of it so the end of the day is not so overwhelming that there's so much everywhere. So that's your side tip for kind of staying up with it. Uh, But yeah, so these are the whole list of ideas for you. Reminder, you always start with decluttering before you organize. So declutter first, sort things out, and then you begin organizing in the right size bin or the right type of container and just make it simple, make it functional, make it easy for them to get and put away. That is the key. So I hope this helps you kind of revamp things and make the toy problem a little bit better and a little less stressful. So let me know how it goes. Get started. Let me know if you have questions, if you're like struggling with an idea, send me a message or DM me and we can kind of brainstorm ideas of what could work. So if you get hung up on something, shoot me a message and we'll figure it out together. All right, get to it. All right. Thanks for hanging out with me today as we tackled the toy problem. I hope you've got a few ideas to go jumpstart and test out some organization ideas. And if it was, and you haven't left a review for this podcast yet, would you let me know that it was helpful? Like that's the only way I know is when you reach out and when you leave a review. So if you haven't done it yet and you're listening on Apple podcasts, scroll down, hit the write a review And just super quick, leave a little note for me so I know that this was helpful. And that's how the other moms finding this podcast know that it's going to help them too. So I really appreciate it. Thanks in advance.